This episode of the Better Every Shift podcast is sponsored by The Fire Store. Learn more about getting the gear you need at prices you can afford by visiting thefirestore.com. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the Better Every Shift podcast. My name is Aaron Zamzow. I will be your host. I am a fire lieutenant. I'm also a writer for Fire Rescue One. Um, I'm also the owner of, of FireRescueFitness.com, which uh, I've never really mentioned before, so I do that as well. Um, but I'm not alone on this podcast. I have the commander is now. <laughs> I've, I've given you that title. Uh, Janelle Fasquette, the commander, the really the brainchild of this whole podcast uh, is with me. How are you doing, Janelle? I'm doing great. I'm looking forward to reflecting on the year. It is a uh, reflection podcast episode. We are sans guest. So that means you and I have to step up our game for, well, at least I have to step up my game for once. Uh, what a great year. Holy cow, man. Um, over 50 episodes. We've had, I believe, some of the best and most prominent people within the fire service. And I actually, t- I just want to start a little bit like, I'm sure a lot of people are like, how in the hell does this guy get, get this role? And who is this Zamzow character and, and how, you know, what is the relationship here? And so I thought, let's just start this episode. Um, first of all, I believe we've kind of created this, this following of misfit firefighters where they feel like they're misfit firefighters. And I freaking love it because you know, you read sometimes on the internet and I try not to do it too much, you know, but people in the fire service and, and firefighters, there's a lot of really dedicated individuals that are trying to make themselves better. And I believe we're the majority, but we like to kind of say, well, you know, the fire service needs to step up and really, you know, uh, start to focus on improving every single day. We need to wake up and improve our health. We need to, you know, look outside of the fire service to figure out ways that we can develop and be better. And I think um, you know, we feel like misfits. I believe we're in the majority. And so um, I think you actually kind of came up with that. And I'm running with that. I love that idea. And you've probably been thinking, Zam has been a misfit since I've known him for about 15 years. Just from the standpoint of I very I feel like every day is a blessing because I've worked some really, really crappy jobs before I found the fire service. I didn't get involved full-time until I was 36. I was 30 years old when I, I started as a volunteer. And um, I started writing for you, I believe, right around you know that time. Uh, we worked on different uh, periodicals at that time, and you became my editor and met me and have encouraged me along the way. And then one day you came to me and you said, what? Want to do a podcast? <laughs> And I said, uh, yeah, I'd love to. And um, elaborate a little bit. How did that whole thing go? Well, we were thinking about the podcast for Fire Rescue One and really what we were looking for. And I just kept thinking of the idea of energy. Like, we just need energy. And who has more energy than you? You're like the energizer firefighter. And you're so positive. You always have such a great outlook on everything. You're excited to learn. You're excited to advance yourself in every aspect of your life. And we've known each other forever and worked 
in a lot of different capacities together on workout videos and articles and just so much stuff. And you always put 100% into everything you do. And when kind of formulating this idea for a new podcast for Fire SB1, I just like kept thinking of you. You kept like appearing in my head <laughs> of like the person who just like, because you just have so much enthusiasm for meeting new people and and talking to people as well. And I mean, I've I've been at shows with you where you're running around like an energizer bunny, just like talking to everybody. And it's now become like a joke because now I'm like practically your wrangler, right? It's like, come on, Aaron, we gotta get to the next place. But you're having like this crazy in-depth conversation with somebody, like solving all of the fire services problems, you know, just because you bumped into somebody on the show floor or wherever it is. And that's that's just kind of embodies you and and I'm just so excited you said yes and here we are and it's just been such a fun ride well I, I appreciate that and yes uh, for those listening and I did have to pay her 40 bucks to say all that um I you know my crew I, I'll be you know full disclosure I am not positive all the time I try to be that there are times you know just like everybody else I work a shift and you know with uh with crew and and everything I, I try to be positive I and that's one thing I'll, I'm actually working working on for next year. I have to put myself in other people's shoes, namely like you know administration and and uh, other people around me sometimes. But uh, I try to be. I'm I'm a work in progress. Uh, so I I appreciate that. I mean, um, like I said, I just have this uh, greater appreciation for the opportunity of being a firefighter and serving the public. And it doesn't come natural to me. So I think it's kind of flipped a switch where I really have to work at it. And then and it kind of just matches my personality. You know, we, we were just uh, had uh, Chief Goldfeder on and him and I kind of bonded a little bit because we're both kind of attention deficit. You know, he had what, 11 different pagers going on and, you know, he fidgets like I do and he's constantly got, you know, four or five different projects that he's working on, which he does for Lexapol and Fire Rescue One, kind of like I do. And, um, you know, and, and that's, that's, we're kind of kindred spirits that way, um, which makes it difficult sometimes to focus. And that's why you're really good for me and the program, because you help keep me kind of wrangled in, but then the program allows me just to go off and, and talk to people, which, um, you know, I'm not, and we talked about this on our previous, I, it doesn't come, I guess I don't think about it. It doesn't come naturally. I just, it's, it's trying to just connect. and I. I like to take conversations personal in a way, like how can I make myself a little bit better, you know, from the knowledge that this person has in front of me or the story that they have. And and so I hope that's what comes out in the podcast. Uh, we've had some, some good feedback as far as it seems to, it's pretty genuine. Um, well, and I just want to say real quick that it's funny you say that because, of course, from an outsider perspective, I think anyone would watch this and think, oh, he's a natural and this does come easy to him. But even when we had Jason Patton on, who everybody knows is like just this, <clears throat> he's so charismatic, you know, the firefighter influencer that he is. I mean, he said the same thing that like it didn't come easy to him speaking in public or, you know, being sort of a, a celebrity, if you will, when it started, he told that hilarious story about the CPR class and how he <laughs> basically had to just like walk out of the room because he was so nervous. Um, 
And I think that's a big thing for both of us on this show is like going outside our comfort zones, like it says above both of us. Right, right. And for the record, I was not intend like the, the pl original plan was not for me to be on the podcast as well. So that took a little bit of nudging and encouragement from you um, and my supervisor as well. I just had this vision of Zam running the show. <laughs> I've been behind the scenes on you know previous podcasts and other things, producing and helping. But um, so this has been a big growing experience for me as well. Upcoming, you know, pushing myself a little bit, getting outside my comfort zone. And just trying to remember that even people like you and Jason Patton were once nervous doing these kinds of things. Yeah. I, well, I, I, and I got it. I love you because of that. Like I know that you're, you're reaching out, I'm trying to reach out, but that's also been the theme for a lot of our, our guests who have said, Hey, I don't like, I, I have to dedicate time, you know, um, you know, Frank Lieb, who was just on, you know, he, He's written a book this year. He just said he just has to sit down and dedicate his time for it. You know, I think that's kind of the theme with all of us is that it doesn't come easy, but, you know, we're a bunch of misfits and we're not alone. And that's kind of hopefully, you know, grows with people as uh, we continue on this. I, I have to chuckle because when you first proposed, he's like, you said, well, we were, we were going to do like, I think it was like one every couple of weeks. And then we did our first two episodes. And I think your supervisor said, uh, you guys are on every week now. And we went, what, what? Oh, okay. And at first we were just, we we're scrambling, like, how do we get guests? And what do we talk about? And now here we are 50 some into it. And we got another, we have a list of guests that are growing. And I just, I, I couldn't thank you enough. I, it's been a great journey. Um, I'm excited to talk about it a little bit and recap it. Uh, you know, it is the holidays. It's the end of the year. So it's a time where we kind of reflect and then look forward to and set some goals for the following year. Um, you know, uh, I, like I said, I just, I, I couldn't, I went through all the list of guests that we had. And I went, Oh my God, that's holy cow. Yeah. We did talk to that individual. We talked to that individual. So mm -hmm. what a, what a fun, strange trip it's been and i can't i can't i'm super excited i can't even say in words how excited i am for this following year um what were your highlights what did you like um out of all of the different podcasts what stands out oh my gosh um well like you said just the diversity of guests has been pretty amazing looking back at that list um i love i mean the one that jumps out to me just as a standalone, I guess, if you will, is the episode with Ben Vernon, because mm -hmm. he had such an intense story um, that that was our first two part episode, but his experience um, and he's so passionate. And so he has such a great message about something, you know, good that came out of darkness and helping folks um, after his after his incident um, where he was injured on the job. And we showed video of it and we hadn't done that before. And um, that one very much stands out just in terms of like kind of a, a shocking eye-opening podcast that, that we've done. But there's, there's so many, there's so many good ones. What I don't, and what people probably mm -hmm. don't know, like I honestly, I try not to get too much on the inside kind of stuff. Like I don't, I don't, I want to know, but I don't want to know, like, I don't know our top five. What are our top five? 
Oh, well, I, I mentioned one of them earlier. So uh, Jason Patton's episode. I don't okay. think that'll surprise anyone. That was that was a great episode. He's fun. And I think we met his his dog. We met his on dog that, on that. On that it, well. it, the biggest thing I took away from that was, uh, and to reiterate what you said, is that even though it seems like it's coming comfortably, it it takes work. It's, um, you know, you 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 don't know what the other person is experiencing. So it, even though they make it look easy, they still may have anxiety. They still may um, really have to practice to get to that. And I think that was a really cool eye-opening thing that he shared with us. And, and I, can, yeah. I can relate to that very much so. And I think you can as well. <laughs> yes, absolutely. Um, Gordon Graham, our very own co-founder, <laughs> Uh, he was one of our most popular episodes. Uh, he also provided one of my favorite bloopers that, um, I don't think is appropriate to show or share on this, but he is, uh, pretty hilarious. I'll, let me summarize. Hilarious. He's insanely hilarious. Yeah. Can I summarize that part? <laughs> sure. Uh, so Gordon, who is, uh, you know, he's kind of like a boss, right? Like he's big wig here and started Lexapol and this, this, um, this great kind of family that we have. So I was a little nervous. Um, and then he got the first thing he said, he's like, Hey, I, you know, I don't have much time. I got another appointment. I think he had like a, he had 60 minutes scheduled and we start talking behind the scenes and just about just life in general. And, um, and he just, he had, he's such a dynamic storyteller. Well, finally, Janelle says, Zam push play. We need to get this out on the air. And the first thing I do is I mess up. I know most people are like, yeah, well, Shocker. we can imagine. Shocker. And Gordon, and Gordon's like, where the hell did you get this beep guy? He's beeping, beep. And of course he's joking, but the sound bite for that, maybe someday it'll it'll surface. Um and well, we just what was, what was so funny about it is he pretended like he was on mute talking to his wife. Like, <laughs> yeah, and he wasn't on me. Yeah, but, bleep, this is this uh, guy like looking over his shoulder, yeah. pretending, um, but all in all in good spirits and, and yeah. good fun. And well, he's just such a that, great store, storyteller. He is. And the thing that made me feel really great was a, he, he said, I don't, whoever I'm, I'm staying on this. This is, this is worth my time. This is great. You guys, keep, well, let's keep doing this. So he kind of rescheduled his other appointment, he stayed on extra and, and just, um, even behind the scenes, he was giving us some great encouraging marks. So that was really cool. Yeah. Um, and I, from him, I just remember the, how important it is to connect with people and you just never know where that connection would be. And if you don't take these small minor opportunities, uh, you may miss out really in something really major. And, you know, he mentioned that him and Billy Goldfeder started the secret list just based off these minor kind of uh, connections and in, in conversations. And it led to this big thing, you know? Um, so that's what I think uh, the, the lesson learned there is, you know, even though you may not understand what that person in front of you brings as far as value, sometimes you have to dig but there's always something. And, yeah. and, and I think that was, that was huge and something that he emphasized as yeah. well as gave us some great entertainment. <laughs> yes. There's a lot of great entertainment. I did love his story about how he always takes a walk on the beach. It's like his favorite thing to do. And 
in true Gordon fashion, he likes to talk to people and he just meets people on the beach. And he told this story about meeting somebody with just an amazing backstory. And mm -hmm. it's like, if he hadn't just stopped and talked to this person for that moment, you know, he would have never had this connection. And I think that's easily uh, applied to all of us in our lives in so many different capacities. Sometimes we just have to like pause and consider the opportunities in front of us because you never know when something really small or my, something seemingly minor could turn into something pretty amazing. Well, and you, you don't know how you can impact that person too. Yeah. I think in today's society, in today's day and age, at least in the fire service, you know, there's so much that we are experiencing from a stress standpoint. And um, I think, you know, that, that connection is something that hopefully, you know, has been emphasized through our podcasts and that people are at least trying a little bit more to connect. COVID made it really easy for us to not and to ignore conversations and to, you know, uh, well, I didn't want to see that person because of COVID or, you know, well, we, I think those connections and those efforts need to continue or need to be rekindled. Um, yeah. you know, and I think Gordon was really, um, supportive of that topic. Yeah. Idea. Absolutely. Well, another one in our top five is Dr. Reggie Freeman. There's a lot of good stuff here. I just think of leadership when I think about his podcast and just so many good lessons learned and lessons that, you know, for all, all lever levels of leadership, I should say, like mm -hmm. not just the fire chief, but really everybody. What was your takeaway from that one? Well, thanks to Reggie. I'm back at school going for my master's. Oh yes, that's right. Yeah. Yeah. I actually was on the cusp of signing up. I'm like, ah, do I really need it? And then, um, during the program he mentioned, he said, yeah, do it. He's like, you know, what, 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 what do you have to learn by, by what do you have to lose by learning? And, um, so I did, I, I signed up and I've now I'm almost halfway through in a year. Congrats. Thank you. Um, Columbia Southern university, by the way, hopefully someone from them is listening so they can help. With some <laughs> what's your, what's your degree? Yeah. Uh, I'm actually going for entrepreneurship Very and, cool. uh, talking to Reggie at, uh, behind the scenes, he said, look, fire is great. It's great to learn fire. He said, honestly, it can get a little bit boring. And he said, if there's something out there that you think you can apply to the fire service and being a better leader or being better at your role, then do it. And I think with entrepreneurship, part of the thing I think that's missing maybe with leadership in the fire service is marketing your leadership, which is, mm -hmm. um, you know, talking about the stories and, 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 you know, connecting. And so entrepreneurship is about, you know, managing data, managing connections and relationships so far. And then of course, obviously developing ideas and streamlining and making processes more efficient. Well, yeah. it really connects with what we are trying to do or should be doing within the fire service. So I'm back at school yeah. and, um, yeah, I, I took his <laughs> conversation to heart. So hopefully we get this back to him and he, he connects with us again. We, we, I think we, said right away we try to have them on so maybe that's something we can do in this next year yeah, yeah follow absolutely. Up. well the next one is chief josh waldo <laughs> montana um for me personally i just think of the uh montana formal wear jokes 
Um, but I'm sure it was a tuxedo. To, I had my, yeah. uh, my Montana or yeah, my Montana tuxedo jacket on, which was, a. I don't even know. It was like, a. am sure there should be a, a deeper takeaway for me. What, what about for you? What did, what do you remember from that one? Well, I, you know, Josh and I go back uh, quite far and, and we always just have these great kind of intense conversations about mainly about self-improvement first. And then that kind of leads into other topics. So uh, just so Josh and I are doing, we're actually, we signed up to do a Spartan race in Montana in June Oh, nice! to try to push each other and challenge each other. Um, and so we are kind of, you know, when we connect, we just try to check in that way. Um, I, I think when you, when you look at, you know, leadership and you look at just personal development, Josh has kind of gone through a lot. He, at one point, you know, his, and I don't know if he really shared his whole story, but there was one point where he, his health had gone south. And, um, I think over the, the course of, uh, a couple of bad calls, he just really felt like he was that, that, um, that weak link. And, and that's kind of where we connected on the fitness and wellness side. And, and then of course our conversations now carry into how that transfers to just being a better leader and being a better firefighter. So yeah. great, uh, kind of. I don't know, just, just in-depth conversation about personal development is what I remember with Josh. Yeah. I, I definitely remember his story about feeling like he was the weak link and not being his impetus to get in shape and get healthier because, you know, he didn't want to put his crew through needing to rescue him essentially. Um, but yeah. And for the record, when I was saying earlier, talking about wrangling you, um, I was really thinking of channeling this experience at FDIC where we ran into Josh on, um, and it was, that was the conversation I was referring to where the two of you were like, just instantly talking a mile a minute, solving uh, the fire service problems. And it was like, we've got an appointment. We've got to be on Sam. <laughs> Let's go. But it was so interesting. And I just thought, why have I not been recording this conversation? Like, this is amazing. This is the kind of stuff we need to be talking about all the time. But man, the two of you, it's just like an energy explosion. So that was, that was a good one. Yeah. You, your, uh, your wrangling experience at FDIC resulted in blisters in your feet. So <laughs> I think yeah. you learned a lesson there trying I, to just, I, I made the ultimate conference mistake. I can't even believe it. I've been going to FDIC and other shows for like 20 years and for some reason thought a new pair of shoes would be the ticket. It's like the number one thing you don't do. You don't buy yeah. anything. Especially just trying to, you know, follow me, I guess, around. I mean, we were oh, yeah. bouncing no, around I a lot of different to, things. You know, train for a marathon before the next time you go anywhere. <laughs> go that far with, together. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, okay. So rounding out, we actually have a tie for um, the last one which is Dr. Rochelle Zemlock, again, of Lexapol, a psychologist who works with us here, um, and Dr. Candace Ashby, Italian Chief Ashby out of Indianapolis. So there was some good stuff, totally different conversations, um, but both of those were very popular. I just, you know, when I think of Rochelle, she is just so amazing to work with and she i love how she just breaks down stuff into such easy to understand simple to follow basics when you're thinking about um 
you know, fire service, behavioral health, mental health relationships. She's an expert with, um, you know, families and connections. And she, she just had some really great insights for us about, you know, this is, it's a hard, it's a hard job to have and keep in touch with your loved ones at home and kind of how to, and she knows firsthand because she is married to a firefighter. So she, you know, fire captain, I believe. Yeah. Yes, yeah. So yes. she, she, doctor, she yeah. Doc, Dr. Z reminds me of Forrest Gump's mom, where she just talks in a language that I could always understand. <laughs> um, but I really believe that there's a lot of validity and value to that from the standpoint of, um, you know, we're, we're kind of thick headed sometimes in the fire service and then a lot of things we don't, we think don't really pertain to us. And to have that outside, <laughs> you know, expertise saying, oh yeah, it does. Because A, I study it and B, I see it. And so, yeah. and then when I talk to other, um, you know, people who are in relationships with firefighters and they tell me the same thing, you know, that's where the expertise comes in. And, uh, and hopefully we're going to, we're going to try to make podcast history with her where she's going to take me through an actual <laughs> session, um, mental health you know, just yeah. a regular counseling session, which I probably need. Um, this is, yeah, you're breaking some news here. Uh, it's the scoop for First Responder Wellness Week in March. Aaron's going to be on the fire service, the proverbial uh, psychologist couch. And we're going to talk a little bit about what that experience is like working with a psychologist and trying to better mental health. Yeah. Yeah. Improve that. So I'm excited. Uh, stay tuned for more with Dr. Z and Zam, I guess, which sounds like a really bad children's <laughs> book, but, <laughs> um, and then you have, Di uh, Candace Ashby, who I, we, we talked for hours with her and we had so many different highlights because she is just as real as it gets and the stories and her story in particular, what she had to go through, I mean, everything from, you know, being a female who was pregnant, having like what people making stories up about her to, um, you know, being shunned in some, some situations because she was a female to now being where she is now a leader and, and really kind of just speaking about, Hey, that those experiences, let's try to make sure that those don't continue. And but she just did it in this great, you know, it was a raw eloquence. How about that? I think cool. that was probably a pretty good summary. Um, and and if someone is listening to this and you have a better way to describe uh, that that episode, I mean, please comment. But <laughs> I, I I thought you cannot get more real than her. You cannot get more. Um, I think she was right on in, in, in a lot of her topics, and she was just a great person to, to talk to and, and, and learn about her story. Yeah, she she really uh, summed up. Well, you know, Billy Goldfeder, he, he will say, you know, brotherhood my ass, like when he's talking about the fire service lack of support. It's like this, you know, sarcastic. And she was kind of channeling some of that the same thing where it's just like what do we do what are we doing to each other like we eat our young we're just you know we got to cut out you know excuse my language the backstabby bullshit you know and just return or find a way to support each other 
yeah. instead yeah. of, you know, cutting each other down. Um, that was, that was an important message. Yeah. Be more human. And, and, and for those that, uh, you know, if you haven't listened to those, please go back to our podcast page and I highly recommend listening to them and any one of the 50 other ones that we've had. <laughs> uh, and I think some of them that we just recorded too, probably haven't gotten the numbers in the following yet, but they will be in our top five. And on the, the Better Every Ship podcast page at Fire Rescue One, you'll see some of our more trending podcasts down below. I think they're in categories. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, well, speaking yeah, I'll, of I'll speaking of some of this, that in the show notes too. Okay. Uh, but speaking of top five, it is the holidays. And we were talking behind the scenes, and I have to just, I, this is going to spur a lot of conversation. We were talking about what's on like the firehouses, like what are the holiday movies, you know, with top fire, oh, top yeah. five, like, holiday movies at the firehouse. And of course, everybody talks about Die Hard. Is that a holiday movie? And I, <laughs> and I, I, I think it, it fell in the top five because there wasn't another, like, because there wasn't really five that were really super good to at least to watch in the firehouse, like Miracle on 34th. Whatever. That's great movie, but it's not, it's, it's too serious for the firehouse. Right. Yeah. But there are some new holiday movies out there that I've been watching or that have appeared. Of course, number one, I think, is always is going to be Elf. Have you watched you, Elf yet? Okay, have you watched I, Elf yet? Okay, I know. I know. Uh, I'm sorry I've not seen all of Elf. I've seen most of Elf. I know okay. this is a point of contention for us. Um, I'm, yeah. like, going to be written off the podcast if I don't see Elf by the end of the year. Um, but I've seen it. I completely understand why you love it so much because I'm pretty sure Bill Buddy is like your spirit animal. <laughs> like your... Buddy, Buddy and Tigger together, I think is probably. Oh, <laughs> yeah, that's frightening, kind of to think about. But yes, um, that amount of energy. Yeah, all the questions, just go, go, go. I'm like, oh, this is Aaron. I'm watching Aaron. <laughs> so yeah, I'm. <laughs> And I'm not always, I'm not always this energetic. Like a lot of people who know me are like, oh, he's sometimes he's a jerk. I don't see him that way. But um, like I said, but I will, little, I promise. I okay. Will so Elf is probably one of the more popular ones right now. Um, another one is Office Christmas Party, which I love. Um, have you watched out Jason Bateman? Office Christmas Party? No. Yeah, it's, it's a, got uh, Olivia Mum, 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 Mum in it. And uh, so anyways, they they throw a big office Christmas party. It gets a little out of hand, but it saves the company. And I think a lot of like fire, <laughs> firehouse Christmas parties <laughs> would probably be like, oh boy. Yeah. Um, well, what about, what about Christmas Vacation? I yes. Mean, that's got to be. I think that's probably number. That's got to be one or two. Just depends on your crew and what they kind of, you know, are about, I think. So those, I would say Christmas Vacation, of course, and uh, Elf are probably one or two. This office Christmas party is starting to to gain popularity, I think. Um, Yeah. Of course. Um, Well, I have to just share really quickly. So my my husband and I have this tradition of exchanging ornaments every Christmas. And this year, my husband bought me... (laughs) an ornament that's the rv from christmas vacation oh yeah Yeah. uh it's so great i love it don't go fall in love with it though clark it's gonna come back with us next month when we leave here (laughs) you are very good with the quotes i'm terrible with the quotes but yeah it's a good one 
so Christmas vacation, how, how dare I not kind of list that one first? My, my parents are now probably a little disappointed in me. <laughs> uh, one year, actually, my, my, um, my sister-in-law bought, bought the, uh, the elk like cups, you know, the cocktail cup, uh, mugs with the yeah. ears on it. And, yeah. it was, and I think we get them out every year, of course, um, with the family, um, you know, Christmas story. I think though, like Christmas story is good. The closer you get to Christmas, to me, that's when you'll start to see it. I think. Yeah, like now that Christmas has passed, it's like, is anyone still watching it? Yeah, yeah. I don't know. I could watch it any day of the week. I love a Christmas story. It just makes me think of being at home with my family when I was younger. Like we always just had it on in the background, it's, and the dad is just so funny. Just like, <laughs> all of his like profanities, like leaving a. Uh, tapestry of profanity that hangs somewhere over Lake Michigan or. Yes. Oh, I just love it. Well, the, the leg lamp. And then of course the battles with the furnace, I think, yeah. you know, we can all, if we've ever had a dad who, you know, who's tried to fix things on their own, which a lot of people, like a lot of people in the fire service probably can relate uh, to that type of uh, father and that type of experience. So yeah, I would say that's top five for sure. Um, Die Hard again. We we talked about that. That's always a. Is that a Christmas movie? Is it not? I I think so because you know it's action. It's Christmas. It's holidays. It's a good. I shouldn't say it's a good story. It it has a better <laughs> ending. Um, you know. I, so then, of course, is Trading Places. You know, the old Eddie Murphy movie. Is that oh, you know Christmas story? Yeah. Uh, Christmas. Uh, 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 film, Christmas related film. I mean, and, and Hey, anybody please comment with, uh, below or, or, you know, you can send us a message. If you send me a message with this, I'm, I'm okay with that. Cause that means you're listening and that's all I really care about. And that starts the conversation. Cause that might lead into <laughs> many other conversations. Um, of course you got, you know, polar express and you got, um, um, what's, uh, what am I missing there? Oh, Rudolph. Oh, Rudolph. Rudolph. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that one you don't watch after Christmas, though. Yeah. You know, Elf. You, yeah. You'd find me sneaking Elf every once in a while. Christmas Vacation. Die Hard you watch. Trading Places you would watch. Yeah. Um, But I don't think you watch, you know, Christmas Story, Rudolph, uh, Home Alone. I, you know, I think that's that's up to Christmas. And then, you know. I don't know. Good. I feel like Home Alone is like randomly on TV throughout the year. So I could, mm -hmm. I could watch home alone anytime, but there's some good stuff there. Okay. Well, I mean, so we were just talking a little tangent for, uh, for those that are, uh, of course listening, you know, we, we started with our top five podcasts. We go into relative, um, you know, top five for what we're watching in firehouses. If, if we missed one of those, uh, we missed anything that should be on that list for, you know, next year or future podcast, please let us know. You can email us at uh, better ever shift at fire rescue one.com. Um, and then um, let's see what else we wanted to talk about a little bit about um, speaking of top five or top things, the top articles on fire rescue one this year, which of course you are the editor in chief for award winning, I believe. Um, did we not win another award? Or you did not win another award this year? We've won some awards this year. We've won some awards. The Fire Store, equipping protectors with passion. Every decision we make as a company is about you, our customer. We wouldn't be where we are today without you, and we don't take that lightly. 
We understand that having the right gear can mean the difference between life and death. Our goal is to get you the gear you need, when you need it, at prices you can afford. Visit us at thefirestore.com for everything but the truck. And shop our family of brands, including Streamlight, MSA, Lion, Fleer, and more. Now let's get back to the show. Did you, what did you uh, win for best? Well, there was a um, best one-off for our What Firefighters Want survey project, um, which was very exciting. More on that coming soon. Keep keep watching for those survey questions. They're coming. Um, oh, for, uh, for next year? Yes. Okay. Yes. Um, survey is coming soon. So okay. um, watch your inboxes, folks. And, and for those, like you, that's your big project. I remember we were doing some podcasts just about that. And um, I, I believe it's, uh, it's such an imperative kind of integral part about um, the fire service now, because we learned some pretty interesting stuff. Um, mm-hmm. I will tell you that the biggest thing that kind of stood out to me was recruitment. Right. Like we are we're losing people in the fire service for the first time in a long time. Um, Mental health, health um, is in stress is just to a point where people are looking out there saying, is this worth it? Is it not worth it? And I think that that hasn't ever been the case here in the fire service. And I think one of the biggest things that kind of brought light to, hey, you got members of the fire service, they're stressed out, they're overworked, they're looking for some support and leadership. And that was another big topic. And then, you know, now with the job market, they can look down the road and they can see a different job and that's available for them. For the first time in a long time, people are actually considering it. They're considering leaving the fire service. Um, and I don't have the data exactly on hand. I don't know if you remember what the number was. 47 uh, There was... Well, there were about 46%, I think, of people who said that they were considering leaving their fire department, and 42% said they were considering leaving the fire service altogether due to their stress levels um, or the least satisfying aspect of their job. Um, But I think, yeah, that's one of the biggest things that we've seen in recent years is, and I don't want to, you know, I don't mean to take us down a discussion of generational differences or anything like that, but younger members, newer members tend to not necessarily see this as like a lifelong career. You know, they join the fire service because they want to join the fire service at that moment, but maybe they'll stay, maybe they won't. Mm -hmm. Um, And so when there's potentially more attractive options elsewhere, that's what's uh you know, people are actually leaving. People didn't leave before. <laughs> no, you know? no. I, you know, and I think that brings up a, a, a great kind of topic of conversation. And and it, again, we've had these themes through through a lot of the different podcast episodes. And one is that, you know, the, the first thing everybody wants to do is point their finger at the younger generation. They want to say, look, they're just, they're not as dedicated. They're, they're, um, you know, they're soft is another way that people have described it. But we also have to think about, and this, again, as I started the program, something I'm trying to do more of is put myself in their shoes. They're in a position where, you know, when I first got in the fire service 15 plus years ago, 
once you got in, you know, you, you stayed because there wasn't opportunities down the road, you know, um, because the job market was a lot more competitive, number one. And, and once you got in and so was actually getting into the fire service, but now the job market has changed. Of course, you have a lot of baby boomers have retired. There's a lot more availability for jobs. And, you know, I, I you can't necessarily blame them for at least looking and saying, hey, oh, from, yeah. a, from the standpoint of my family, I can get paid the same amount work, you know, eight to 12 to 20 hours less and be home every night and, and you know, support my family a little bit better. So we didn't have maybe that that luxury before, which is you know something that we have to look in the mirror and go, well, that also produced some people within the fire service who just became complacent. We allowed that, right? There's people that wanted to get out. They had no way out. So they just kind of said, well, I'll just stay in here as long as I, I can, and I'm not going to do what I'm supposed to do, you know? And I, yeah. um, and, and I just think it's, it just brings forth something that we at least need to be aware of, number one, and have conversations. Talk about this a little bit, you know? Uh, I always laugh because they say, well, they, you know, the younger generation doesn't like to own homes. Well, have you looked at the market? They can't afford to, you know, <laughs> so it's not that they don't want to. <laughs> yeah. It's not that they don't want to. Um, and I, so I think also it's not that they don't want to join the fire service is that we have to market the fire service to them a little bit better. And yeah. we can't just open the door and say, come on in. Um, we have to pursue them like other businesses have to, we have to accommodate uh, our own with making some maybe changes to policies and making some changes to um, culture on wellness. And, and if, yeah. if you're listening to this going, this guy isn't, he's not a true fire firefighter. He's not a true brother or sister. Um, I would beg to differ. Um, number one. And number two, I'm also the one who gets to have these great conversations with people and listen to what's really going on out there. Yeah. Um, so I just, I think, that survey brought to light a lot of different things that we need to try to get better at. And that's yeah. what the emphasis is on the, on the podcast. So thank you for doing that. Excited for what you are going to focus on for next year. And, um, you know, of course we can broadcast those results here again, which excited. Yeah. Well, and I'll, I'll just add that, you know, the survey, there's so much good stuff that we've actually changed how we're approaching the what firefighters want survey going forward, where instead of it just being this once a year rollout of the results, we're going to basically roll out information all year long because there's so much more in, in the data that we just couldn't even get to just in a one-time launch with a digital edition and a podcast and a webinar and all these things. So we're just going to like chip away. I mean, we're still going to do all those things I just mentioned, but we're just going to, you know, keep digging into the data because there's so much interesting stuff there. It's so valuable. People keep asking for more of it. So we're going to keep going with it. And related to 2024, uh, we're focusing on one of the big themes that came out of 2023, actually. We're going to zero in more on poor agency leadership. That was something that was flagged by many people who took the survey as a concern, um, one of the least satisfying parts of the job. Um, they saw poor agency leadership um, at their departments. 
Now, that being said, I do want to say just to counter some of the what we were just talking about, the fire service is still, I mean, the people who respond to the survey still in the free text responses, best job in the world. It's like the most common response of all of them, even even when they're upset about stuff and they're noting what could be better, people are still saying best job in the world. Yeah. And, you know, recommending and, that brings, it still. and, and that's, uh, that's something that I, I guess, this is where if somebody says, Zam, you're not a true brother or sister or this, you, you're not, I would, this is where I beg to differ. Look, if I bring forth these topics and, and I'm, I'm very fortunate, thanks to you and, and the people here at Fire Rescue One to have a platform where I can, I think that talking about these things and, and seeing the results to me, it, it fills my heart with, with um, optimism because what this shows me is that people love their job, right? Best job in the world, but we can make it better and we don't have to stand by and watch as stuff goes to crap around us. Mm-hmm. We can make it better. We can make a bigger impact. We can serve our members better mm-hmm. in the time when now crisis is all around us. And to me, I'm super excited. Like even within my own department, you know, and sometimes I go down that toilet bowl, as I like to say, as I, I like start to, I'm like, you know, damn it, just, you got to be more positive. You got to look at, you know, things from another angle. And, uh, but the basis behind some of the conversations is that people have this passion to make things better. Mm-hmm. And to me, that is the essence of where we're going. We have strong leaders in certain situations. We have places where we need to improve, not just in leadership, but I think personally, like we can all look in the mirror and go, all right, what can I bring to the table to make my organization, my crew and you know, my service better. And then how can that transfer to the fire service in general? And I think that to me is the cool part about the survey, about the conversations we've had, about even the comments we've gotten here, um, yeah. you know, on the podcast. So to me, some people are looking at this going, well, people are just complaining and they're, 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 uh, you know, being too critical. And I'm like, nah, you know what? I, you could, you could go down that path but I think you can also look at it like that's because people think and know we can make a difference, a better difference. So to me, I'm excited about, you know, yeah. about these things. Well, and considering leaving the job is different than actually leaving the job. I mean, who hasn't had the moment where they're like so frustrated they're thinking about leaving their job, right? It's, it's human nature. It happens, yeah. Yeah. but they still love it. They want to make it better. You know, they're working from within to try and make it better. And part of that is sharing their feedback. And, you know, if we can play a small role in that just by helping spread the word, so fire chiefs and other leaders can learn and make some changes to keep folks happy, like that would be fantastic. I hope we're the band of misfits, man. We're the misfits (laughs) that are finally able to talk. Well, and you think about it too. I mean, the thing the, the the fire service has changed. I mean, it used to be you know, son, you just did this because that's what I said. You know, um, you know, I was raised with a father that said, Aaron, come here and you go, okay. And they, they say, do this and you wouldn't question it, you know. Yeah. Um, 
I mean, eventually the older I got and the wiser I got, the more I questioned it. And then when he asked me to hold the flashlight, I would just do this the whole time. So he never asked me again. <laughs> he still picks on me to that this day. He'll probably be laughing when he hears. But right, like things have changed. You now have more knowledge in, the, in your front pocket than you ever did, you know, than we ever did. My generation growing up did. So I think, you know, that's one of the changes is that uh, you need more reasoning and rationale behind why you're doing things. And then if you're questioned on it, you can't get defensive. You have to at least meet yeah. someone halfway on that. And, um, and then that can make everybody better, you know, if you but we have to accept it um, and we have to, you know, obviously learn how to communicate better. Um, and, uh, I, I just think these are great challenges that we can easily, not easily, we can overcome and that people have a passion to, to really do. So, you know, yeah. excited, but, you know, thank you for all your work on that. I think that's one of the, the top articles I would say, um, that I read on fire rescue one and was able to be a part of with some of the podcasts that we did. Yeah. So what's, well, what are, we just posted just real quick. Um, Chief Reggie Freeman, who we mentioned earlier, he wrote one of the articles that was called, are we at a is the fire service at a tipping point, basically talking about everything we just talked about mm -hmm. and why, um, and that article. So that was in the digital edition that came out in August. Um, but we just posted it as an individual article on the site. And I think we were, had like 400 comments on Facebook and it, it just blew up. It went viral. It was one of the most popular articles of the whole year, just right, right away. It was so popular because people are really interested in this topic and invested in it. They want to make the fire service better. They're, they acknowledge that there are, are issues, but it's very complicated. Um, but that was, you know, it, it was great to see the conversation really flourishing. Um, you know, obviously sometimes social media can be, you never know where the, where the comments are going to go, but there were a lot yeah. of very constructive, very smart comments, um, about it. So we just want to keep that conversation going. And I think that fits we can. really well with one of our guests, Dina Ali. Um, she had a, an article. I remember she said, be a not knower, right? The power mm -hmm. of leading with humility. And I believe that's the second part of this is because the fire service is changing because even our environment, I think, right. We had how many different pod, we had a couple different podcasts on lithium ion batteries and like they are, you can't keep up with that education. You can't keep up with all the different things that are changing in the environment around us yeah. that, that affect our day-to-day -day operations. So you need to, I believe going back to what, what uh, Dean Ali said, is you got to admit sometimes I, I don't know everything and I'm working diligently to be the best I can be. And that's what I, I want everyone else to do. And together then we can provide a more safer environment. But when you don't start with that humility, that puts everyone on the defensive and it puts, you know, I think sometimes it even puts learning to a halt because, yeah. you know, well, that's just what they said. So that's the way it's got to be. And, um, you know, I just don't think that 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 is the uh, the catalyst for growth. And those two articles, I think, um, really show that as well. Correct. Oh, absolutely. And, you know, just what, two weeks ago we had um, the FSRI, uh, Adam Barrowy on the show with Billy Goldfeder talking about lithium-ion batteries and the new campaign. And even the FSRI researchers like these are the experts in this and they are saying we don't have all the answers that's what we're working on 
you know, they're not trying to pretend like they've got it all figured out, right? Mm -hmm. But they have ideas, they have a toolkit to help, like they're doing what they can. Um, but yeah, I think that it comes back to what you're saying about humility, right? It's like, if even the experts can acknowledge that when they don't have all the answers, certainly the rest of us can. And we can admit that we're all works in progress all the time. There's no end point. There's no finished. There's no, I know everything I've hit, you know, you just yeah. got to keep going. Gotta I'm keep a walking growing. book of policy and, and guidelines and I know yeah, them all, right? but, but they got to be updated every second. It seems like every week, <laughs> right? almost, you know, um, which of course, then that goes back to the challenges for leadership. So uh, obviously that's their challenge as well as trying to communicate that down through to the front line. But then I think the front line also has to have that patience and, um, you know, and then support, you know, leadership. But, it, but that I don't think, I think that's maybe where the disconnect is. If leadership pretends not to admit when they mess up or when they don't, you know, know it all, then the front lines that people are like, okay, how do I even, how do I make connections with that? Where do I go with that? You know, and I think that's sometimes where yeah. the frustration and that comes back to communication, you know, and we've, we've harped on that quite a bit, but I, I, that's quite a, that's a lot of the themes that have come up through the year. Um, well, right, one more article. down to like all the different levels of leadership, because we're not just talking about fire chiefs. Like one of the most popular articles of the whole year was this piece um, by uh, Dan Jones, nine conversations every company officer should have with a rookie firefighter. I mean, that just starts, you want to create the right foundation, right? For your new members, set the tone for what they can expect, talk to them, learn who they are, learn how they learn so you can better train them. Um, and like I said earlier, I'll put all this in the show notes, but it just shows how like you got to hit this at every single level. Yeah. And if you're, you know, and one thing I I've had conversations with officers, um, you know, because I had a, a growing year for myself being put in a different position, you know, even though like I maybe wasn't asked those questions, um, I read over them and it really helped me reflect, yeah. you know, like, okay, where would I would say, you know, how would I answer these questions? And, you know, that way I think you can make a connection and build trust amongst your new, your, your new member of your crew or new employee. And, um, so great resources, great articles. Uh, you'll, you said you'll put them in the show notes yeah. and, uh, God, we covered a lot. We covered, you know, is die hard a Christmas movie? What are the top <laughs> Christmas movies? What are our top podcasts? What did we learn? What are the top articles? Uh, what else do you got for us on this final, final episode of the year? Um, yeah. kind of a, you know, what do you got for the misfit? nation <laughs> <laughs> well we can play a quick game of who said it if you'd like all right i've got a, I've got a few good oh, quotes man. for you i did so bad i'll go quick right. i'll go quick these are good ones and then then we'll wrap up with some some re resolutions okay who said i love feelings i just don't trust them i love feelings i just don't trust them <laughs> um Gosh. It was a very existential conversation. Um, we learned a lot of new terms on this podcast. A lot of 
psychology. Uh, oh, um, uh, uh, Derek, Derek, yes, <laughs> Derek Edwards, Dr. Yes. Derek Edwards, Dr. Edwards, man. <laughs> Dude, we didn't talk much about him. How great was that interview, too? Oh uh, my gosh, the the white bear. Don't think about a white bear, Aaron. Don't think about that white bear. Don't think about the white bear. Funny is I said that to my crew the next day. I said, whatever it is, you know, had this great conversation, but just don't think about a white bear. And as we pull into the station, people go, isn't that a polar bear? I'm like, (laughs) gotcha. Yeah. (laughs) But why are you thinking about a white bear, Aaron? Like that's, that's what Eric said to you. That's right. And I would tell people go listen to the podcast. Yeah. All right. Um, Who said I will never go to enough fire fires to satisfy my appetite to go to fires. Well, Billy, uh, Chief Goldfeder just said that when we mentioned about uh, his 11 pagers that he has on and it CAD system. Wasn't Billy. Uh, yeah, that was off camera. So um, never satisfy my appetite to go to fires. Well, well it sounds like a Lieb thing, but. Um, ding, 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 ding. Yes. Boom. Chief Lieb. The, uh, yeah, he was our first, second time guest. He joined us for our one year anniversary. Yep. He's a two timer. Earlier this month. Um, all right. Who said we can sniff out a fraud in a heartbeat? Oh, boy. Was that Joe Minogue? Nope. Nope. And he was like, I knew it. I knew it. You remember that? He pointed, pointed at the oh, camera. Is that I fantasy? knew it. Fantasy? Yeah. Is that Chief yep. Fantasy? Chief yes. Brian Fantasy, Orange County, California. <sighs> Previously of my my town, San Diego. Yeah, yeah. He left your town in good good hands. He said, oh, and yeah. then oh yeah, has done a very good job there in um, Orange County. Yes. All right. Who said I'm going to change this department if it kills me? Oh, that's, um, that is one of, it it is the NVFC fire chief of the year. The IAFC. IAFC. Oh, um, the volunteer chief of the year. Yes. Yes. I'm sorry. IAFC volunteer chief of the year. Um, Chief Tom Bell. Yep. You're, you're there. You're there. I knew it. I, I could picture the the moment. <laughs> I just, I couldn't picture all of the. He had a great know. story because, you know, he came in after this like legacy chief before him who had literally been in the job for like 60 years, which. Yeah. Wow. That's intense. So to come in and obviously have a lot of people saying, you know, kind of rooted firmly in how things had been for a very long time. Um, and he was like, you know, he did a great, the previous chief did a great job, but there are changes that need to be made. Um, so that was, that was a good one. Yeah. Um, I think that's what we're going through in the fire service in general. I think a lot mm-hmm. of people can learn from that lesson from the standpoint of, you know, it's the old guard having to give it up to the new guard. And there's always some difficulty there. There's always some transition. There's always some, yeah. um, you know, conversations, but I, I think, you know, um, and then, then, of course, that's where you get this brotherhood, sisterhood, and they're not all in. And, mm-hmm. um, you know, and I, I, I understand it. Um, I would just say based on what, what we've seen and heard and 
conversations we've had is that the fire service is in good hands and that there really is a passion uh, amongst us to continually improve it and each other, you know, yeah. with it. So that's what I uh, would take away from, um, you know, the year. And, uh, and I'm excited to, to build on that for next year. Well, how about you? What would you of- take? What, what's your biggest takeaway? My biggest takeaway, what, from that, from the podcast overall? Just just in summary of what we've learned all this year. Oh, my gosh. I honestly think it's got to be summed up with the uh, quote above me that we referenced earlier. Great things <laughs> never came from comfort zones because ain't that the truth? Yeah, um, right. Pretty much everything we do in life. So, yeah, that's that I think is very much going to guide me into to 2024. So with that in mind, Aaron, Mm. what are your, uh, I was thinking we could come up with like the best New Year's resolutions for our listeners to consider going into 2024. Because we've got a lot of lessons we've learned from the Mm -hmm. shows. What do you think? Well, I have a passion for this because uh, you know, work. I've worked in, in the fitness side of things for over 30 years. Uh, I actually have a, a 50 day challenge that I created, and um, um, and I, hopefully we can leave a link to it. But it's really about building resilience in general, building these habits that will help us be more resilient, not only physically but mentally, socially. Um, it's it's about you know just taking you know these small things and just doing them day in and day out. Mm-hmm. One is, and I've actually done this all year. I've read 10 minutes of, of, uh, something, um, every single day on fire. So I've actually finished first like four or five books that I, other than fitness books this year, I and read that was Frank, a chief leave recommendation. That was right? chief leaves. So I yeah. finished his book. I finished, uh, a book by Joe DeSena. Um, I'm looking around here. So that was one part of it. And I, I want to carry that and challenge other people to do that. I also think you, we need to move more every single day. So exercise, hydrate, water is so pivotal to every single thing we do. Um, we need to eat more fruits and vegetables. We need to focus on recovery and sleep. We need to um, also just take a breath every once in a while because that can change the science of how you respond. It can change you from parasympathetic to parasympathetic, which is a a way to alleviate stress and help um, with um, hormone imbalances that happen due to the different stresses that we have. So anyways, this challenge is that you choose seven habits and you just follow them for 50 days and you don't, you don't cheat. You don't alleviate from it. You don't, you know, change halfway up. And um, if you do that, I actually got a coin. I got this whole little thing where I actually will give you a, a workout program for it. And um, I'm doing this just with people. It started just with people around me. And then some of the background is you're smiling a little bit because we had this conversation, hopefully like Sarah Janke and Dr. Lori and some of our guests will also, and I'm, I'm throwing them out there so they have no choice. <laughs> do you like how I do that? Um, do this. And I just call it, it's something I've been working on for 15 years. And I think it's just, a personal journey and I just want to bring other people along with me. It's, it's called the resilient project and it's establishing habits this year to help me 
be more efficient, uh, be a better listener, be a better communicator, be a better first responder, be a better person and be more healthy and fit. Because if I am more healthy and fit, I know it transfers to all those other avenues. So um, we'll have, we'll maybe have some more information or link on that, but, uh, and I'm trying to get you in, into this as well. Oh, I'm, I'm on board. I'm going to join you. I'll be part of it. Absolutely. I think we're going to talk about it too on uh, an upcoming podcast, dig yeah. into it a little bit more and what that looks like and kind of how the structure will work. Cause it's, it's a different kind of program. I think that than most people have seen before. Yeah. It's not weight loss. It's not push up base. It's not burpee based. It's not quinoa. It doesn't, it's, it's, I hope it's not burpee based. Is that a thing? But, but it, no, <laughs> yeah, well, I don't know. Based? Yeah. Every, everybody's like, uh, you know, I don't like burpees by the way, so I wouldn't incorporate them in, Who but, does? um, there's Jack LaLanne. I don't know. Um, the well, rock <laughs> probably doesn't LaLanne. either. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, I'm excited for it. Cause it, you're right. It is different. It's like, look, all you have, all you have to do is you follow your system every single day and you create your system. And, um, I think it can really, it's going to really help a lot of people and hopefully it'll take off. If anything, you and I'll do it and, uh, some people <laughs> around us and that's, that's all, all that matters. So, um, and part of that though, then is for me to be more efficient with my time to help people in their journeys, to be able to connect mm -hmm. with them. So to answer emails, to answer questions, and just to have a better system to uh, connect with listeners and with, um, you know, other members of the fire service. So that's my resolution. I like it. How about you? Uh, complete the resilient project. <laughs> that's gonna 50 be days. Mine. Yeah. <laughs> that's mine for sure. Do you have a, um, I, I, I used to listen to this podcast actually that talked about um, a word that defines the year for you. Do you have a word going into 2024 that you think of? Gosh. Um, I would just say, you know, just progress, just a continuation. I'm as you know, I'm trying to, one word, I'm, one word. I'm trying, no, I'm throwing these words out. So I'm hoping that one just uh, sticks. Um, yeah, just. You can talk it through. You can talk. It you know, I, I think resilient is really, mm -hmm. it's just a, a great word is because it just, it says, hey, just continually deal with things that you have and grow from them and be able to respond yeah. stronger and better the next time. So I, I'm really stuck on resilient right now. With a Z for Zan. No, I'm kidding. It's just, it's resilient. But um, there you go. Resilient. I like What's it. yours? Um, well, I can't, I can't take resilient now. Um, I'm going to say outside because I want to get outside more physically, like literally out in the sunshine, doing more stuff, being more active. But I also think it has a double meaning of like the outside, the comfort zone thing mm. and just like continuing down that path and kind of expanding my horizon. A little bit. When I think too with that, and I, and this is why I think you're you're so good for us in the fire service. You're so good for us on this program. Is right being outside means doing different things, being uncomfortable. But with that that uncomfort comes self improvement, and then that's contagious, right? Like this whole year, you know, watching you kind of first go, oh no no, I'm not talking to this <laughs> to you know, uh, even, you know, we've had conversations 
off camera about how we get continually get you involved. And, and what a lot of people don't understand is there's a lot of stuff that goes on kind of behind, um, driving this podcast on keeping me on task, which is really, you know, tough as anybody who's ever kind of dealt with me right now. My mom is like going, Oh my God, you have no idea. But, um, um, but outside means get outside your comfort zone, totally improving. And I think that is a perfect segue into our closing, which is, uh, about, you know, being better and trying to improve. Um, but before we hit our patented tagline, I have to tell everyone that if you're listening to this program, you can also watch us. You can rate and review us. You can watch us on the Fire Rescue One YouTube channel. You can email us, bettereveryshift at firerescue1.com. If you like what you hear, if you want to hear more of a certain topic, please let us know. This is really, a, it's a show for all of us misfits, and we need to hear from you. Please rate, review the show. And uh, you can also go to Fire Rescue One. You can look at and I think all of our different episodes are listed there as well as our top episodes. And that comes to the final sign off or send off of the year. You know, Janelle is trying to get outside of her comfort zone, get outside to, to exercise all with the intention of improving myself, trying to be more resilient, trying to put myself in other people's shoes with the intention of just being a better responder, better person. And uh, that's what we're really all about here. We're all about learning something, doing something, and sharing something to make you and those around you better every shift. Thanks for all the support. Thanks for listening. Look forward to next year. Happy New Year, everyone. <laughs>